Hello everyone, welcome back to Holding Fast to Faith. I'm your host, Brett Hill, and today we have a special Father's Day message for you. I know this is Friday before Father's Day, and, and that's a very special day for many of us, especially for me. It's been uh, almost seven years since I lost my father, and and uh, it, it pulls a, a big burden on me to even... Uh, feel like I could feel his shoes and several of the things that he did in his life. And uh, I know that uh, he placed some seed in me that uh, changed my life, caused me to be better in some areas. And, and uh, I've grown to be better than him in some areas, but it is he that uh, set that pace for me. And, and I want you to know that if you have a father today that is still alive, you need to go to that father and appreciate him and take this weekend to realize that it's a very important thing to have a father in your life, especially one that is a good godly man, a man of God that is sowing the word of God in you and leading you in the right direction. You need to go love on your father. Let him know how much he appreciates you this weekend. And so Today, the uh, the message is called, The Father is Accountable for the Family. Our message is coming out of Psalms chapter 128. Uh, I'm going to be in the King James Version today, so if you don't have your Bibles with you, go uh, pause the podcast, go get your Bibles, and come back and join us. We're in Psalms 128. Once again, the title of the message is, The Father is Accountable for the Family. So starting in verse 1, Blessed is every one that feareth the Lord that walketh in his ways. For thou shalt eat the labor of thine hands, and happy shalt thou be, and it shall be well with thee. Thy wife shall be as a fruitful vine by the side of thine house, thy children like olive plants round about thy table. Behold, that thus shall the man be blessed that feareth the Lord. The Lord shall be blessed, or the Lord shall bless thee out of Zion, <clears throat> and thou shalt see the good of Jerusalem all the days of thy life. Yea, thou shalt see thy children's children, and peace upon Israel. Church, God made man to be the party that is responsible for the family. God told man that he would work by the sweat of his brow to feed and care and take care of his family. Listen to me. God made man. Man failed and sin entered into the earth and God came to this earth and took personal responsibility for it. He created a family and when his family messed up, he came in and took that responsibility. He came to earth as a baby. He died for our wrongdoings. He took responsibility for his family. Men, fathers, I'm talking to you today. If you are going to go through the steps of creating a child, you should man up and be responsible and be a father. Take responsibility for your family, both physically and spiritually, and most of all, spiritually. Lead them in the truth. Set an example by living the Word of God and not just talking about it. Set an example by letting your wife and your children see the way that you live a godly life. Let them see you walk the word of God like you read it to them. Don't just tell them to go to church. Go to church and show them. Don't be afraid to be on your knees and cry out before your Lord. Let your family see you humble yourself before your God. Listen, man's accountability is questioned by God sometimes because of disobedience. And I, I want to read a 
a scripture here, Luke chapter 6, verse 46. And he says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say to do? Listen, God does not only want you to live for him or to lead your family, but he wants you to live for him and do the things that he tells you to do and set the example, not just be the leader and tell them what to do, but be the leader and show them what to do. God has purposed man to lead his family by following Christ, not to tell them to follow Christ. God's chain of authority and accountability is this, 1 Corinthians 11 and 3, but I want you to understand that the head of every man is Christ. Jesus Christ should be the head of you. He should be the one turning your neck. He should be the one in control of your thoughts, the one in control of the actions you take, the one of the leadership in your family. And he goes on to say that the head of the wife is her husband and the head of Christ is God. He set a a chain of command here that God comes first. Christ said, I don't do anything unless I hear my father say it. Christ came in the name of the father and operated as the father led him. Husbands, fathers, you don't do anything unless Jesus Christ leads you by the father's word that was given to him. You should not act on anything on your own. You should act on the word of God and and follow the, the example that Jesus Christ gave you. Wives should be doing the same thing to the father. Why? Because the husband and the father is following Jesus Christ. She's not going to follow you if you're not following the righteousness of God and doing what God wants you to do and following the example who Jesus Christ is. And when she follows you, when you're a righteous man following God's leadership, the children will follow the wife because they see her honoring and respecting the husband. Men, don't put your wives in the position to be the leader of the household. Don't put your wives in the position of trying to lead their, lead the family, lead the children to church and raise those children in the church and, and lead them in the scripture. Don't be lazy. Don't be spiritual lazy. This is your responsibility. This is what you should be doing. It's, it's not your wife's responsibility. She shouldn't have to take on her job and take on your job too. This is what the Bible tells us to do. And instructions to the husbands and fathers found in Ephesians 4 and 15 says, Rather speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head that is Christ. Men, it is your responsibility to grow up into Christ and then set that leadership. Ephesians 5 and 25 says, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Give up your own desires. Give up your own ideas ideas and all your own leadership and your own uh, inclination to live in this world that we live in and follow Jesus Christ and read the word of God. Find out what it is that he wants you to do and follow him and your wife will follow you and there'll be no disputes in your house. Colossians 3 and 21 says, fathers don't provoke your children lest they become discouraged. If you are living for Jesus Christ and following the word of God and you're not trying to take some power and authority in your house, but yet you are leading by example your children will follow you because you are following Jesus Christ and God will cause his spirit to touch your children's lives and cause them to want to follow the example you're setting. Proverbs 22 and 6 says, train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Now, <clears throat> let's let's look at how a man is the lady's household because here is a warning for allowing other things in your life to be number one and allowing other the things become first in your life and not putting God first. Matthew chapter 6, 
<clears throat> verse 24 says, No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot you cannot serve God and mammon or God and money. So men, money's not everything. Money is not something that you need to be chasing after with all your heart because it's just as easy for you to lose it as it is for you to get your hands on it. God can change the factors. He can pull his grace off your life and you'll fall into a pit that you can't get out of. If you're chasing God, his word says that if you're seeking me with all your heart, you will be overwhelmed with his blessings. He will pour out all these other things to you. Every need that your family needs, you will already have because you're walking in the kingdom of God. You're following the fellowship of Christ with his Father and you're setting the example. God will be the provider of all your needs if you will trust him to be the one that you need to be following instead of following your own selfish desires and taking pride in how high up the corporate ladder you can go. No, you need to be focused first and foremost on the word of God and following Jesus Christ and setting that example for your family. God will provide the money that you need. God will provide the food and the clothing and the shelter that you need. Listen, you need to make sure that you are not putting anything else in your life above God so that he can bless you and so that you can be the leader of your family that you're supposed to be. Now here he's given us a command to be in harmony, to be one with our spouse concerning God's words, and that's 2 Corinthians 6, 14-18. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? What communion has light with darkness? And what concord hath Christ with Belial? And, or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? That word concord means agreement or harmony. And, and going on verse 16 says, And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. And God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them. He's going to walk in you. You become the temple of God, men. Uh, and God's walking in you. He says, I will be their God and they will be my people. Men, let me tell you, if your wife is a Christian and you are not, you are failing your family. It don't matter how much money you're making. It don't matter how hard you're working or how big your house is or how much food they put on the table, how, how nice your cars are. If your wife is a Christian and you are not, you are already failing your family and you're letting them down by not being the man that's supposed to be doing that job. You've let your wife take over your position. If you are a Christian and your wife is not, you are failing failing your family. You need to be the man of God that you are designed and created and expected to do and lead your family in the word of God. Set the example that would cause your wife to desire to be what you are. Cause your wife to desire to follow what you're following. Do the job God has entrusted to you and please him and not anybody else. And here's the command for us to stay away from worldly mindsets or assumptions and actions. We, we need to stay away from the things in the world. And God has commanded us to be away from those worldly things, not focus on worldly ideas and worldly principles and worldly riches and goods. He says in verse 17, he says, Wherefore come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. I will receive you if you will do these things. And I will be a father unto you, and you shall shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. 
Romans chapter 12 and 2, we know this scripture quite often, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. God wants you to get into his word and study it, change your way of thinking, change, transform your mind into God's way of doing things instead of the, the way that you think you're supposed to do things. And he says that will be his acceptable and perfect will of God to transform your mind into his word and follow him. Now, he gives us explicit instructions on how to avoid being fooled and trapped or deceived by this world, and that's spelled out in 2 Timothy 2 and 15 when it says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. How many of you out there today show yourself approved unto God? How many of you are studying the word of God, looking for the right direction to travel in this world, looking for the right leadership and instruction from God Almighty? only and following his leadership and not the leadership of the world or some some CEO in this world or somebody else that's got a lot of money and you're listening to them and following them. God said, I'll be your provider. I'll take care of you. Follow me. Study my words. Show yourself approved to me and I'll make sure that you're not ashamed of anything. I'll make sure that you've got everything that you need. Just, just follow my explicit instructions on how to avoid this world and how to avoid being trapped or deceived by the things of this world. He also gives us a command to keep his worldly things or, or these worldly things out of your heart and not be following them. In 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 through 17, he says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world, because if, here's one of those if-then statements, if any man loves the world, then the love of the Father is not in him. We we can't love the world and and claim to be a Christian. We can't love the things of the world and, and claim that the Spirit of God works in us and operates in us. We need to come out from among the world and, and don't be loving on it. Make sure that we're focused on God and we're leading our family toward God. Now, here he gives us in verse 16, he starts giving us a list of things that we should avoid. And he, it says, for all that, all that, uh, all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but it's of the world. And the world passes away, and the lust of it thereof. But he that doth the will of the God, the Father, will abide forever. We see if we leave these worldly things behind, stop lusting after the things of the world, stop being drawn by the lies, and stop, stop being drawn by what we like and desire into this world, and stop being pulled in by these things that the world has to offer, and be pulled into the Word of God. Let let God draw you into what he wants you to focus on. Let him draw you into what he wants you to be doing for eternity, not for a small season while you're here on this earth trying to climb a corporate ladder or, or look really good in front of other people, in front of other men. That's not going to work for you. The world will pass away and all those people that's doing those things will pass away too. God wants you to abide forever. He wants you to be a man of God and follow his leadership and follow his word and follow his actions just just like he came in the form of his son and walked on this earth and set the right example. Now here's some actions that prove that you have God's love in your heart and they're found in 2 John chapter 1 verse 6 and this is love that we walk after his commandments. This is the commandment that as you have heard from the beginning you should walk in it. So what's he saying? If God has some commandments in his word and I'm talking Genesis through Revelation, 
He says not to kill, not to steal, not to have any other gods before him. Don't have any idols. Don't, don't carve any graven images. Don't covet things at your neighbor's house. Don't be lying on somebody. Don't give false report. Don't be doing any of these things. He, it doesn't matter that that was written in the Old Testament. It is there for you to be able to see in the Old Testament what you need to be in Christ in the New Testament. Don't be fooled when people says the Old Testament is irrelevant anymore either. You need to be looking at that to see what needs to be corrected in your life to live the life that Christ wants you to live. He's saying walk after my commandments. Do these things that I tell you. He's not saying don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. He's saying if you will not do these things, your life will be really good for you. If you don't do these things, things will work out really great for you. You'll have a peaceful life. You'll you'll have good to prosperity in your life. You'll have good relationships with both God and man. So he's telling you for the betterment of your relationships with him and the betterment of your relationships with man on this earth, don't do these things. Follow my commandments so that the best outcome of your life will be there. So he's saying don't walk in these things of the world. 1 John 4 and 8, he says, He that loveth not knoweth not God, because God is love. God is the only form of love that we need to be paying attention to. John 15 and 14 says, You are my friends. Here's another one of those if-then statements. If you do whatsoever, I command you. So if you do what God tells you to do, which is walk after his commandments, then he will call you his friend. Men, we need to make sure we're following God. God wants us to love our families just like like he loves the church and, and sets forth things for, for the guidelines and sets forth the word of God from his father that he heard his father speak for the church to follow. And we need to do the same thing for our families and home. Set the example. Read the word of God. Take them to church. Let them see you kneeling at the altar. Let them see you waving your hands before the Lord. Let them see you crying out before Abba Father and let him hear your voice. Let your children see how learn how to worship God by seeing their father worship God. Listen, the ultimate if-then statement is written in the book of John chapter 14, uh, verses 15 through 21. It says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Then, he says here in verse 16, I will pray to my Father and he shall give you another comforter. He's talking about the Holy Spirit, that he may abide with you forever. So he's saying, if you love me and keep my commandments, then I'll pray to my Father and the Holy Spirit will be sent to you to abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, in verse 17, whom the world cannot receive. So there again, if you are in the world, the spirit of truth is never going to be in you. You will never be able to see the truth and know it and understand it because God is the truth. The spirit of truth is the Holy Spirit. He says, the world cannot receive the spirit of truth because it does not see him, neither knows him, but ye know him for he dwells within you and shall be in you. If you are a man of God following God's leadership, the spirit of God works in you and you you see the Spirit of God working in you and you recognize it. Verse 18, he says, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. 19, yet a little while and the world seeth me no more, but you see me because I live, ye shall also live. So Jesus is saying, because I live, you're going to live too. He's promising us some things here in these scriptures. Verse 20, at that day you shall know that I am in my Father and ye in me and I in you. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, it is he that loveth me. And he that loveth 
loveth me shall be loved by my Father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Men, we have a duty obligation through the word of God that we are to love Christ with all of our heart, display the love of Christ to our family so that they will have that same leadership in them that Christ gave to his church. We need to be displaying that Christ is the head of the church. He's leading the church. He's speaking the church. He's ministering to them and discipling the church and leading them in the direction that they need to go. And he set that example that we are supposed to be just like he is to the church, to our families. So we need to lead our family just like Christ did the church and disciple our families, pray with our families, love on our families, show them the example that they're supposed to live, not run around and point your fingers and say, I'm the man of the house, I'm the boss of the house, you're going to listen to me. That is nothing about what he is saying, nothing about what the leadership that God told you to do. In fact, it's just the opposite. He's not telling you to boss anybody around. He's telling you to humble yourself and follow God and let them see the, the righteous life that you are living and they will follow you on their own if you're living your life the right way. God wants us to reward to God wants to reward the fathers for being righteous so you need to be a righteous father. you need to live your life the way you're supposed to according to the word of God. Now listen, he wants to reward fathers for being righteous as he is righteous. We need to be just like him, even as we are designed to be just like him because that's what he created us in his likeness, in his image. God the Father seeks to love his people and to love his family. He created us as his family. So he wrote letters and instructions to us. He settled in us through his Holy Spirit. We just heard it in the word. He wants us to act and love just as he does. So here's here's the reward for walking in righteousness and it's found in Proverbs 20 and 7. It says, the righteous man walks in his integrity. His children are blessed after him. So you see that? If you're walking in God's integrity, your children will be blessed because of it. They will walk in the same integrity you do if you're setting the example right. The Amplified Bible says it this way, that the righteous man who walks in integrity and lives life in accord with his godly beliefs, how blessed blessed, meaning happy and spiritually secure, are his children after him who have his example to follow. Is it getting any more clear than that? Men of God, you need to be setting the example for your family to follow because the righteous man will set an example that will bless his children so that even if the if the rapture doesn't come while you're still alive and they have to bury you and have a funeral, then your children after you will be blessed. They will have the example set before them and they will live out your example and continue the legacy that you set as a man of God and they will follow that legacy and they'll not depart from it. That's what the word says when you raise your children the right way when they're young. When they get old, they'll not depart from it. They will have a happy and spiritually secure life because of the example that you set and your children will have an example to follow. Listen, God wants us, the men of God, to set an example that our family will follow 
And it's an example that leaves them blessed. It's an example that leaves them spiritually secure. It's an example that, that we live for God and we live separate from the world. We come out from the world and we don't take part of it and we teach our kids to live the same way. And here are the results and proof that you're separate from the world. From the world. And it's found in John chapter 15, verses 19. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. But because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. That's a really good sign for you to look at. That's another one of them if-then statements, because if you're of the world, the world's going to be happy with you. They're going to be having a good time recognizing you as one of their own. But let me explain something to you here, church. If you are not part of the world, men of God, if you are not part of the world, it will be obvious because the Bible says that Jesus has chosen you to come out from the world, and which means you're going to follow the word of God that opposes the way the world wants you to live. And the world is going to hate you because of it. You're going to have enemies in the world. You're going to have people that stands up against you that lives in this world that normally wouldn't stand up against you. When you choose to follow God, the world is not going to like you. That's one of the number one tell-all signs that says that you are separate from the world and, and it's proof that you are living for God. So don't try to blend into the world or please the world. Set a godly example. Listen, Listen here to Jesus' prayer to his father over his disciples. And it's in John chapter 17. I'm going to start in verse 16. They are not of this world, even as I am not of the world. This is Jesus speaking about his disciples. He says in verse 17, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Christ come in the flesh. So Jesus Christ is true. Sanctify them by putting Jesus Christ in them. Verse 18, as thou hast sent me into the world, we're still Jesus speaking, his father sent him to us. Even so, I have also sent them, my disciples, into this world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself that they also might be sanctified through the truth. Now, here's where we come into this prayer, men of God. Neither pray I for these alone, starting in verse 20, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. He's saying, when you you spread the word of Jesus Christ like he's told you to do. He's saying, I want these people to be sanctified as well. The ones that these men of God are talking to, I want those people to be sanctified just like I am and just like they are. So I'm not praying just for these for these disciples here, but I'm praying for the people that these men of God that I'm talking about right now, that those people that they talk to, those people that they speak to and share my word with, that they also will be sanctified through the word that they give and the example that they set. Verse number 21, that they all may be one as thou, Father, art in me and I am thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you have sent me. Verse number 22, and the glory which you have gave me, I have given to them that they may become one even as we are one. Men of God, we need to understand that Jesus Christ's glory should walk in us because we're walking in him. People should see the glory of God in our lives because we're living the life that God said is pleasing to him because we're obeying his commandments. We're keeping his word. We're setting the example that he wants us to live in front of our family. Now, here's his reason for calling us to spiritual leadership in our homes. Continuing on in verse number 23, 
I in them and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them, and thou hast loved me. Father, I will that they also whom you have given me be with me where I am. Here's where he's promising to take us to heaven when we follow his leadership, that they may behold my glory, which thou hast given me, for thou loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world hath not known you, but I have known you, and these that I'm praying about has known you, and thou hast sent me. And now I have declared unto them thy name and will declare it that the love wherewith thou hast loved me may also be in them and I am them. Men, we must declare the name of Jesus Christ to our family and lead them in righteousness and lead them in the love that Christ has declared in us to be so that our family can see Christ living in us. We must teach them about the, the Spirit of God that's in our lives. We must show them by example and not just point it out, not hand them a Bible and tell them to read it, but open it up and read it to them ourselves. Not tell them to pray, but get on our knees and set the example on how to pray. Not tell them to go to church, but load them up in the car and go to church and show them how it's done. Be faithful to the kingdom of God. Be faithful to our Savior. Set the example instead of trying to give orders. That's a big difference in a leader. It's not someone being a powerhouse and giving orders, but someone who has a humble heart that is setting the right example that everybody in their right mind would want to follow that example because they see what kind of man it has made you. And church, we must also teach our teach our people about sin in their lives because Jesus validated his purpose of teaching on sin in John 15 and 22. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not known sin, but they would have no cloak for their sin. In other words, if Jesus hadn't pointed out their wrongdoing, they would never have recognized their actions were sin. But now that Jesus brought it out in the open in his teaching, they now have no excuse for continuing in sin. Men of God, we have to do the same thing for our families. We need to lead them so that they will not live in sin. And we have to do it as a husband and a father to replicate Jesus Christ for our families. The very sole purpose of keeping them from straying into God or straying away from God and leading them in the right direction. Men of God, I want to hold you today. I want to hold you spiritually accountable to your family to be the right man of God and to be the leader that you're supposed to be. Take this into Father's Day this weekend. Don't let your don't let your wife be the leader. Don't let your children be the leader. You step up and be the leader. Be a man of God. Your family is worthy of your commitment. Amen. God bless you. Happy Father's Day to every single one of you out there. And be the man of God, men. And set the example for your children, for your wife, for your family, and for others to see how a man of God is supposed to operate. God bless you and we'll see you on the next one.